0: Hello, and welcome to the Leaders Council Podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another overcast but pleasant day in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today we're joined by Lee Healy of Income Max CIC, who will be joining our conversation on leadership. We always ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. So, first, we're joined by Lee Healy, Managing Director of Income Max CIC. Lee, hello. Hello. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Why don't we dive straight in? What does the word leader mean to you? I think for
1: me, um, leadership is around having a purpose and having a vision and and then being able to bring other people along on that journey. So I think for me, for for my career, I'm sort of 25 years into helping families uh, to maximize their income and get all the financial support they Mm. need. Um, I can't do that by myself. Um, I, I have a definite purpose, I would say, around, um, you know, trying to find as much uh, support for families in the UK as I can. And obviously, I've created my own organisation to help me do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously, I've I've got to to have a a, a vision that that my team will believe in. And also, you need stakeholders to believe in you as well. So um, quite often, it's around building trust around what you believe in and what your vision is. And then hopefully sort of taking people along but I think it's something that comes from your heart. It's not just something perhaps that you you can make up. It's something that you really must believe in. And, and hopefully that's what sets me sort of in good stead as a leader for my team and the, the stakeholders that I work with.
0: So, of course, there can be no part-time leaders. Leaders have to get through everything at all times, bringing all uh, stakeholders together. Um, I'm sure that in your field, uh, it could be quite emotionally charged with some of your uh, clients, how do you uh, prepare your staff uh, to be able to handle these interactions, and how are you able to lead them through that whole process?
1: It's a fantastic question, and, and I think it comes back to our values of, um, and one of which is definitely around human, you know, human values of kindness and compassion. Um, so my my team are obviously working with families that are. Experiencing difficulties in their lives, perhaps it's mental health issues, mm-hmm. disability. They might be a single parent struggling financially, someone who's in low income work. So um, yeah, for, for us, it's, it's it's definitely around helping the team to understand that people are vulnerable, that they experience issues, that perhaps you know um, they might not of themselves. So we do lots of training. Um, we do lots of um, of helping our staff to understand what the issues are so that they can treat people in a human way. Mm-hmm. They have empathy, they have compassion, and hopefully um, that means that then they, they talk to people and treat people as human beings. And um, it becomes less of a, a process and it becomes more about conversation. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's one of the things that, that we've kind of tried to drive into income, Max. Is, is around sort of understanding that if you can understand the human value of what you do, um, and then that hopefully sets you, you you in good stead. And I think that sort of that then shows with the things like we get lots of thank you cards from customers who are incredibly grateful, mm. not just for the extra money that we find, but actually quite often they talk about appreciating the kindness. And, and so I guess kindness is one of my values. And then we help our staff to 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 be kind as well.
0: Well obviously you have a very distinct leadership profile. Um, I'd imagine that at some point in your earlier career it must have been influenced by a role model in leadership in a leadership position uh, that you either worked alongside or for. Can you tell us a little bit about how you developed yourself as a leader and who that may have derived from and how? Definitely so I mean in the
1: early days it was actually being part of the Department of Work and Pensions that, that kind of I guess sparked something inside me to want to create a, a you know, a better world and, and mm. better services for for people that are experiencing difficulties in life. So, um, sort of, I think there's there's nothing like working for a government organisation to see the difficulties that people face. Mm. Um, but then moving, I, I moved into the charitable advice sector. So I worked for DWP for a couple of years, and then I, then I worked for a charity. And mm. the charitable sector is rich in individuals who are doing everything they can to to, to make life better for people. Um, And I had a a CEO that was very supportive, um, Leslie, um, and she was my my mentor and manager for a number of years at a disability charity in East London. And you know what? I I think she kind of saw um, hopefully a spark in me of hopefully some talent and and could see that I was passionate about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And she sort of gave me free reign really to kind of, all the training that i that I was able I wanted to do to to sort of develop my philosophy and my sort of ethos and and sort of yeah my value base on all of this stuff, and then actually, I've been really lucky through the years to have lots of people believe in me and you know I've had a mentor jim um who's um who worked for um within the energy industry, and he took me under his wing and helped me launch income Max all those years ago. We're celebrating our tenth birthday this year. Um, at my, my community interest company. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it definitely. I think you you can't do this on your own. And leaders definitely need mentors and people to to learn from, and also to to help you when things get difficult, or if you need ideas and stuff like
0: that. So obviously, uh, you very strongly believe in in the mentorship program. Um, what is your advice for the next generation of emerging leaders?
1: I mean, it's, for, for me, it's. It, definitely around believing in yourself and it's trying to, to look at um, the wider picture. It's not just about yourself as a leader. I think the whole idea of leading is that, that behind that idea is you want, to, you, know, you want to create something really special and that you need everybody to come along with you. So I think definitely over the years, I've learned to, um, to trust in others, um, to never stop learning that's really important to keep your knowledge up to date, look at what's mm. going on in society, get into the weeds and the, and the depth of the issues, and, and then try to, to create your tribe, I think, the people that, that believe in you, um, and you can, you can pull people along with you if you have the passion and the enthusiasm, and if you have authenticity and you really do believe this stuff in your heart, then um, it's, it's, you'll be surprised at what can happen.
0: Well, before we go, because we unfortunately are running quite close to time, if you could choose objectively the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be?
1: Oh, it's, a, it's a fantastic question, isn't it? It's a fantastic question. Um, I guess for me, someone like Nelson Mandela, I would say, who stuck to his guns um, and went through such incredible hardship. Um, and then came out and is really someone that's so inspiring to the rest of the world and will be, you know, probably forever. So someone like that that, that, that never loses sight of, of what they want to create. Um, mm-hmm. And even though they've gone through something, you know, as, as awful as, as incarceration, can still come out the back of that um, and, and create something amazing for this world.
0: What is it about Mandela's uh, leadership strategy that you feel uh, may have trickled into your own? I, I guess it's just
1: it's that, that pure belief in in, um, in a vision. And, and I think that's the key thing, really. It's, it's around, um, you know, never wavering from, from something that you believe in your heart is, you know, needs to change. You know, if you, if you think about equality as, a, as, as something that, that is a real sort of, uh, you know, something that's so important in life, especially as we're moving into these modern times when equality is something that, that, that's so desperately needed, um for me, it's, it's, that, it's definitely that belief in equality um, and, and believing in a better world, even though it's incredibly, it's going to take incredible um, courage and it's going to take incredible uh, faith and, and, and some amazing luck to get there. But ultimately, I, I think that's, that's what it's all about. It's about belief in, in that vision.
0: Well, with those words, Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you. I very much look forward to working again with you at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. That was Lee Healy, Managing Director of Income Max CIC. And now joining us is Jonathan White with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat trick in a World Cup final, Sir Jeff Hurst. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was.
2: So I didn't, um,
3: yes, I, I didn't really feel it. At the time, it was lucky to be playing, I guess, had one or two injuries. Um, but the problem that I had was, was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that period of time, being stuck between the two sports. That's griping or moaning about the system, and if you've got people like that in the organisation, one thing I have learned and I've taken on in my life and my family—you've got somebody in a group that doesn't want to be part of it—you you get them out. And Alf, I think, was was quite ruthless of that in his staff, and I think that's one thing—one of the most serious ones. I think I've learnt over a long period of time.
2: And is there? Do you think? Uh...
3: i am sure perhaps uh, there are there are people who pay you compliments of of fans uh, of, of west ham and of uh, stoke and of course in uh england fans who um, I, I, I think probably uh, it would be very immodest of me to to suggest that i i felt that somebody was looking to me for inspiration um mm-hmm. Uh, not think about their role as the boss of an organization, and I think that's you're completely focused. you're always thinking about uh things thinking about improvements, and it's just dedication and uh, uh, attuning your life to being successful
2: excellent well, Jeff, on that point, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: You're welcome, good to it's nice to have a talk about this and just go over the over the past and just uh refresh my my own memory about the quality of the players I grew up with.